Welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. And today we get to talk about homework. <laughs> homework. Homework. Homework is a controversial topic. Yes, it is. It's a hot topic and a controversial topic and an emotional topic. It's a scary topic. <laughs> Should we talk about this? Maybe it's too scary for us. <laughs> I think we can do it. Because I'm just going to say right up front that if homework <laughs> is purposeful, I'm for homework. But if it's not purposeful, I'm Boo, against homework. homework. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when you and Sean were in middle school and high school, well, in even upper elementary grades, and you would bring home word searches and puzzles oh. for homework. I was oh. so excited because I loved doing because puzzles. Because you did them. Yeah, I did them. Well, because <laughs> I, I knew them. that they were not purposeful, and I knew they weren't going to teach you anything. And you know, I enjoyed doing them. What am I them. supposed to learn from so doing I'm, a word search? Tell me that. I know. So when you came home, I'm like, does anybody have a word search today? <laughs> Because I want to do it. <laughs> so homework. I was perfectly happy to let you do every so word search I ever for got me for is... homework. <laughs> so sorry, any of the teachers that are listening that had you two. Then... <laughs> I did the word searches. <laughs> <laughs> You're letting out your dirty little secret. Yeah, well, it's because word searches are useless. I think that they sent them home to practice spelling words or vocabulary. You're not practicing spelling when you're doing a word search. No, but I think I'm that's sorry. I think that's why they sent them home. That was the excuse for sending home a word search. Nope. You don't teach vocabulary or spelling when you do a word search. So you just teach people how to go down the road <laughs> looking for a letter until I know I love word searches they're ah, so fun I just would stare at them until I felt like I was going blind <laughs> so I think that the reason I am pro homework now in my kindergarten classroom is because of all my experiences I had as a parent and I took all of those experiences, and that is how I developed the monthly homework packets that I send home. I but, want to know about your experiences as a parent. Okay. That led you to your homework <laughs> philosophy. Okay. I want to know about my childhood. All right. So anyway, I remember when I was just a new mom sending my first kid to kindergarten, I really wanted you to do really well because, okay, I'm kind of an overachiever. And uh -huh. my whole school career, I overachieved. And I wanted everyone mm. else in the planet to overachieve. Mm -hmm. And, I and was, you were living through your child, your, your only daughter. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was she had to reliving well. my own childhood. No, I was not. <laughs> I know. So I really didn't know what exactly you were doing in school. I could tell by the worksheets you brought home constantly in kindergarten, you know, kind of what you were learning. And I think that when um, teachers sent home worksheets, parents get the wrong idea. So I thought, hmm, obviously I need to give her more worksheets. So I would go and buy workbooks and have you do more worksheets. And I would use, have you practice reading in sight word readers? Because phonemic awareness, 
um, you know, was not even a word any, at that time. And mm-hmm. I learned to read by sight word reading, and that's all I had really learned in college. And so I was having you sight word read. So I didn't receive any homework from your teachers, and I didn't receive any newsletters from your teachers. And the only time I really had a conversation with them was at parent-teacher conference when they would say, well, she doesn't know Q and P. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me she didn't know Q and P <laughs> until just sitting here accusing my daughter of not getting 100% on her test? <laughs> so anyway, as a parent, I just kind of was frustrated because I wanted to know exactly what you were doing in school. And you know, when children come home from school, I'd say, Lindsay, what did you do at school today? And of Mm -hmm. course you gave me that typical answer, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just felt frustrated that I couldn't help you with learning. Or like my son who comes home and says, what'd you do at school today? I don't want to talk about it. Can I please go play? And I don't want to tell you about it. And then he starts to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Poor poor little kid. I don't want to talk about it. He didn't want to relive it. No, he just never wants to tell me. You're going to have to do what I did, what I made Sean do. What? What did you make Sean Sean couldn't go play and tell me, he told me one good thing about school, one thing that wasn't so good about school, and one thing he learned in school. He had to tell me those three things before he could go play. You must have developed that system after, after me. (laughs) No, you would, no, you would actually kind of tell me, but he wouldn't tell me anything. He was like, yours you know he just wanted to yeah. go play and so he got so he'd run in the door and he'd tell me the three things <laughs> and then he'd go play <laughs> so anyway it was it was the lack of knowing what to do to help you that when i went back to teaching and had my own classroom i decided that i really wanted parents to know what we were doing and Mm -hmm. I I tried lots of different things and I would send home um, no I sent home no homework for the first Mm -hmm. couple years and then I started to send home uh, weekly homework and attached to the newsletter I would have like four activities Idaho has a, a thing I need to I should find it but Idaho has a thing that you can run off um homework the, mm-hmm. the whole state and so I would run off that kindergarten is that what homework. you did for a couple of years I did that and it was and it was every week and it was really I don't know the homework was kind of worksheet oriented and it was kind of a pain to have to get all that copied and stapled and collated and all of that every week and so I really wasn't happy about the weekly homework but I needed to figure, I wanted to figure out how best to keep parents informed and have them. Let them know what you're teaching yeah. from month to month. And because honestly, parents are the first teacher and they're the most important teacher. That's very, very true. After I tried the weekly homework for a couple of years, I just felt like it really still wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. And the purposes for my homework was to inform parents of what's going on in the classroom and also 
um, invoke my philosophy for developmental play-based learning. And like mm -hmm. I told you before, that when you brought home worksheets every day, as a young parent, I thought that is the best way to teach because you're bringing home worksheets, so I go buy you a workbook. <laughs> and that's how I can help you. And mm -hmm. so that was always in the back of my mind that I needed to um, let parents know what I felt was the best way that young children learn. Through playing. So instead of using the free um, worksheet worksheets, <laughs> homeworks, <laughs> homework that I was getting off of the Idaho State site, well, it was in October. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I sent home a game with the parents? And so I, we were doing graphing and mm -hmm. data analysis in math at that time. So I made a little game that had a ghost and it had a, a grid. And I had stapled a little mini bag of M&Ms to it and told them that and on the instructions, it said... Um, have your child count the M&Ms and then graph and then sort them and then lay them on the graph and then write the answers. And then at the bottom of the page I had um, which color had more with a line and which color had less with a line. And then the last instruction was now eat the M&Ms. <laughs> and so attached to the newsletter that week, I had that. And... For the first time, I had parents calling me and thanking me for the homework. Hmm. Because for the first time, I had sent something home that was an interaction with the parent and the child. Instead of mm -hmm. the child just sitting at the table doing their work or uh, filling out the worksheets. The parent and child were doing something together. Mm -hmm. It was a bonding so because the parents actually thanked me for that homework, <laughs> I decided in November to do another one. And because I was just trying one game a month, mm -hmm. basically, getting, getting my feet in the water. And so in November, of course, I had a Thanksgiving one and I used little candy corns. And it was an estimation game. I had a blank pit, um a blank clip art of a turkey, mm -hmm. and the instructions said, have your child guess how many candy corns it will take to fill this turkey. Write your guess. Mm -hmm. And then now put the can count and fill the turkey with candy corns. How many candy corns did it take? So that was the activity. And the kids, when they saw it, they were so excited when I was hold passing out the homework because they remembered that um, ghost M&M activity that they got mm -hmm. to do with their parent and sure it was candy there was candy involved but <laughs> I think what the kids really remembered hey my mom and dad sit down with me and play these games mm -hmm. and so they were so excited for it and again I had parents thanking me for that activity so did you continue throughout the year just doing one every month Mm -hmm. So that year I did a game a month, and, and I remember that from that point on, I would say um, something like, I'm passing out your homework, and the kids would like cheer. They'd jump <laughs> up and down and, yay, homework, homework. <laughs> and I'd never seen that before, you know, mm -hmm. when I passed out the other stuff. Right. 
Okay. And so the kids knew the difference. They knew, <laughs> they knew, and it was Tuesdays that I was sending home homework. And they, the Tuesdays that they had the worksheets attached to their newsletter, they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> and put it in their backpacks. But the one Tuesday month when there was a game, you know, I could visually see their happiness. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any parents calling and thanking me for the worksheet. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the year, I reflected upon the homework, and I was, re- I was really happy with how it had worked out with the game. And I was talking to my friend Kathy Law, and I said, you know, I just loved it. I just loved sending that one game a month. I just felt like that one game a month was actually more effective than even sending home the worksheets. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking back and forth about the homework and I said, you know, what if I only sent home month homework once a month? Why wouldn't that be okay? And so I, I was thinking about it after our conversation and, and because parents are really busy and I want to really respect their time yet I want to send home home homework, what if I sent home a packet of games that had maybe four or five, six activities with no time bound to it? And so they had the whole month and they could fit their schedule. And because I wanted some accountability, um, Kathy Law suggested that maybe there, I put a checkoff sheet at the beginning. And so her and I decided to work together and make a homework packet together. And so what we did was for our first packet, um, it was the f- September football packet that mm-hmm. is the kindergarten packet that we are selling you right now. We still use to this day. <laughs> we still use because, you know, we've, we've used these so long that we've really perfected them. I like that your philosophy for your homework packets is that they communicate with parents and the things that you put into them communicate so well all the things that a kindergartner needs to learn throughout the year. It definitely is. That's my number one thing. And and I've had people say to me, and I've had people express that there's a lot better ways to communicate with parents, but I disagree. I think that, of course, you know, I do communicate with my parents very well, and I, I have lots of different ways to do it. But what I'm trying to communicate with them through homework is I'm trying to communicate what we are doing in the classroom. And so all of my homework packets are very sequential in learning and reflect exactly what's going to go on in the classroom, what skills we're working on at that time. And I found that sending home a monthly packet was the answer because I could get it all together on one, you know, I'd spend a few hours and have the packets all ready to go home. And I'd send them home the first Monday of the month and they were due back by the last Friday. And I have a cover sheet on my homework and so the only thing that needs to be returned is the cover sheet. They just check off the little activities as they do them and then sign it and send that back. So what do you do at the end of the month when a child brings back their cover page that says what homework games they played that month? So I have a basket that says homework on it, and when they return it, because I have kids return it even the next day after I've sent it home, because some parents just hurry just and want to do all the done. games. And, 
get it done. And I'm sure they play the games more during the month, but they just want to get that cover sheet and the homework folder out of the way. Mm -hmm. And so I just have them put it in there. And when I um, collect them all on that Friday, I empty the, I have folders. I've not always, I haven't always used folders, but they're kind of convenient. I also have just used baggies and baggies are actually more convenient. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I just take their sheet out of their folder and put their new homework in it and then just check their name off on a list that is only for me to see. I just want to keep track um, what parents maybe aren't doing their homework so that at conferences I can ask for their feedback. I like that you you said what parents are not doing their homework. You didn't say (laughs) which children are not doing their homework. You said which parents are not doing their homework. (laughs) I think that was that was pretty telling, wasn't it? So when I take their sheet out and put the new homework in, I just um, keep track of what students have brought back their homework <laughs> because I want to be able to talk with parents at conferences and find out why perhaps they have not turned in any homework packets. I want to ask the parents, you know, is it not practical for you? Does it not fit your lifestyle? Have you just not had time to get to it? Or what can I do to support you with this homework? And I've found that parents really, um, as soon as I bring it up, all of a sudden the homework comes back the next day. It's like, oh, <laughs> it we forgot <laughs> about it. And so I just keep track as a reminder. I, for, uh, uh, there is no way... I want to have a chart where I put a sticker if a child brings their homework back because I really feel like even in the older grades, a parent is judged a lot on homework. I remember when Sean was in, um, ah, he was somewhere in the middle grades and he had a teacher named Jennifer. And if you're listening, Jennifer, hi, (laughs) Jennifer, because she knows this because I told her this (laughs) at parent conference. Every day you had to the parent had to sign their schedule. Now I can't remember what was on the schedule. You mean like, but for her, they had like they a had planner. planners. Like, were they trying to teach yeah, the kids had, how to use a planner? So you had to sign. I it think they to, were probably sponsored that, by the Franklin that planner. That sounds really familiar. Like I had to do that too. Like I had, had to use a too. planner, and you had to sign it to make sure I was using the planner. Exactly. And so every day I had to sign Sean's planner. Well, I was really busy and it was really difficult for me to remember to sign that planner because when you had the planner, you came to me every day, every morning and had me sign the planner. But Sean didn't. And so I kept forgetting to ask him for the planner and to sign the planner. And so um, I went ahead in his planner book and I signed every day in the cal- in the calendar. Every day I signed my name and I said, Sean, if you prove me wrong, you're in deep, deep. <laughs> 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 do whatever you need to do with this planner and you keep on, on the ball. And at conference, I, um, Jennifer said, so I've noticed you've signed all of Sean's planner. And I said, yes, because it's 50% of his grade in your class. And so I felt like 50% of his grade was my action. 
and I did not want to be responsible for bringing his grade down because I didn't do my part of the bargain. I feel like his grade should reflect him. And we had a conversation, and I told him I was signing the planner for the full year, and he agreed to be responsible and do what he needs to do. And she was just like aghast. I could tell <laughs> she was just shocked. She had never encountered anything. And to make things worse, um, your father was the principal <laughs> of the building. <laughs> so here's this covert wife <laughs> breaking the rules of the planner that was probably brought down by, by the, the Franklin Planner office. Company that gave the school some money, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so yeah, he got an A in that class. <laughs> and at the last parent conference, I know she told me that she was really skeptical and really worried that it wouldn't work out. But Sean had proven that he was responsible, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you were just judging me as a parent, and I was doing a poor job of signing the planner. Mm. <laughs> and so I don't. Like with my kindergarten homework packets, I don't want to have a poster in full view of all students of stickers of who turns in homework and doesn't turn in homework because it's judging a lot of things and not the child at all. It's just causing the child stress and unhappiness, and that is not my goal. Can you give an example of what your homework packets look like? Okay. So when we decided to create these monthly homework packets together, we um, divided it up. So we're thinking, okay, September, we want them to know to practice uppercase alphabet letters. And I said, well, you know, it's fall. How about football? Mm -hmm. I'll make a football game for alphabet letters. And so we decided at that time, we kind of ran with it and decided that it might be fun if all the games kind of had a theme. And so we went with a football theme, and there in our one reading curriculum we were using at the time, it had a name cheer. And so we kind of took that name cheer and kind of made it our own and put a page in where the kids would cut letters out of a magazine or a newspaper, or the parents could just write it on a paper and cut it out, and the kid can cut it out and rearrange the letters in their name. And then they do the cheer together, and... So we came up with that and three or four different things, and we decided every month we would give a guided reading book with it. And Kathy wrote a book, um, I think it was called The Cheerleaders. <laughs> it was, it's a really cute book. And so we divided it up, and uh, to begin with, we each did two activities. Mm -hmm. And so I did two, she did two, and then we created the French spreadsheet together. Mm -hmm. At first, our cover page we had little boxes, mm -hmm. so play the alphabet football game five times, and we had five squares, mm -hmm. so they had to check it five times before they turned it in. And all, after one year of that, we decided, that's silly, because we are, try, we are just providing the parents with opportunity. And resources. And, and a resource, mm -hmm. and if they play the game with the kid, and the kid loves the game, they're going to play it again. And if the child already knows all of their alphabet letters, the parent's probably going to put it away. And so I don't want to force someone to do it five times, nor did I want to penalize a child whose parent only had time to do it one time. So that's why we only have one checkbox now by each activity. It's because 
you know, they're required to do it one time. And I did required in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> they're required to do it one time, but I'm assuming parents always want the best for their child, and so they're going to do what their time allows. Mm-hmm. And so that first year, that's what we did, is every month we each came up with two activities and did the spread the cover sheet together and decided to send them home on the first Monday of the month and have them do back the Friday of the month. And we just had so many fabulous comments from parents. They were so excited. First off, they were really happy that we were valuing their their time because now if a parent had to work late, they didn't have to come home and hurry and do a homework page because they could put it off if they needed to. And so the flexibility, parents really like the flexibility. I think flexibility is one of the most valuable parts of your homework packets because if parents have kids who can get through the games quickly because they're doing well at the well in the tasks that are, they ask them to do, they can get them all done and then read books the rest of the month. And if a kid needs extra work, they can play the games if few more times in the month and if the parents need to go to t-ball or swimming lessons or if they're working three jobs then they don't have to feel the stress of a deadline on them all the time or you know and I did your homework too and I had a parent come to me once and say you know I'm just really busy and I just don't know how often I'm going to get this homework done and I said you know what in all honesty, this is a resource for you. This is not a requirement for me. This is a resource for you. Use it in the way that helps your family. And if it never comes back and I never see it, it's okay. I don't care. (laughs) This is for you. Use it the way that helps you the best. So after the first year when we each did two activities, we added more activities and so now our, all of our packets have well this one has seven activities so seven or eight activities and all of them are pretty much game based there's a couple worksheets that are more, more <gasps> handwriting you have worksheets in your packet yeah <gasps> like <What>? in January <laughs> they have to trace the numbers to make you? a January calendar so all of the ones that are worksheets are handwriting oriented. Everything else are games. They're just games kids love to play and they love to play them with their moms and dads because what kid doesn't want mom and dad playing a game with them? There is an argument that says that kids in early grades should have no homework at all. And I know where that argument is coming from. So what would you say to people who say that kids should have no homework. Well, many schools have a policy that um, the school policy is you will send homework home. But the school I work in right now is an open school that um, I've never heard pro nor con Mm -hmm. on sending homework home. And so I do know that there are some teachers who are just adamant against sending homework. And... They because they want their kids to do this and this and this and this and this at home. And my problem with that is, you know, when I was a kid, I went home and did this and this and this and this. And even when you were a kid, you went home and did this and this and this. But now we have a whole different world that we're sending those kids home to. We're sending them home to a world filled with screen time. 
a world filled with parents that are working multi-jobs. I think if we assume that every child is going to have the opportunity to go home and play and run and swing and jump and explore, then we're naive because not every child is going to have that opportunity. And I think we need to stop looking at homework as extra practice for home and start looking at homework as extra resources for home. I think we need to assume that parents are going to self-monitor also because I have some parents that I know that they hurry and just rush through the homework, but their kids are doing fine in school and they have the time. Their kids are in piano lessons and dance and soccer and and they are those kind of parents that are able to give their, their kids a large amount of opportunities. Mm-hmm. But I also have parents who... Um, didn't graduate from high school, that read really poorly. I have parents that can't hardly speak any English. And I've found that those parents are very grateful for those homework packets. And I've had a lot of them tell me that, gosh, I, I didn't know that till I did that, you know. And, and I've had several, several Spanish-speaking parents who have really increased in their English-speaking because they did these homework packets with their students. Because it just fills in a lot of holes. It's, I always go back to, you know, I learned how to read sight words. And when I was in, went to college and I learned about phonics and how phonics rules work, it was like, aha, what? Mm-hmm. It was just a big aha moment. And I think that these packets can provide, you know, small little aha moments for parents. And, and they feel like, they're they're contributing to their child Mm -hmm. they're in this small way they're doing what they can do in a big way that Mm -hmm. makes sense i really like those parents i think that i think that you have to find a balance when it comes to homework because if we do away with it entirely we're missing out on an opportunity to communicate with parents and provide them with a resource and let them know what their child is learning and I think you lose, education loses a lot when there's not strong communication between parents and teachers. But you also have to make sure that you are sending home homework that's flexible enough so that parents can tailor what they're doing to their own specific child and their own specific schedule. Yeah, I completely agree. I just feel like, and this is, I guess, what I would say to people who are anti-homework. And I know, I know there's a bunch out there and... Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I think that it is all about what the purpose for homework is. So that is, that's what it is to me. Is the purpose for homework to have the child practice a skill more, or is the purpose of the homework to allow parents the tools to know how to help their child succeed in school? And that is what my purpose is, and that is why I developed game play-based homework packets that are monthly and flexible and just inviting and kids love them still today 20 years later when I pass out homework kids cheer because they love the homework packets and I've had kids say yay my mom will play a game with me tonight Mm -hmm. and they they're just meaningful to them well, I think you're right when you say that parents are children's first teachers and their most important teacher. 
And so we should be doing things that empower them and help them and reflect that, that they are the most important person in their kid's life. Well, we need to honor it. So I just love the book Freakonomics. It's a really fun book to read and very informative. And that's by Stephen D. Levitt and Stephen J. Dubner. So everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> but it has one section. It has a lot of interesting things in there. So if you haven't read the book, hey, shout out to those guys. And uh, no, I'm not getting any money <laughs> as usual from anybody I shout out to. <laughs> but um, it has a lot of really interesting things. But one thing it talks about is kids that um, do better. Is do better a good grammar? Yes. One thing it talks about is kids that um, are very successful in the learning to read process. They have found that it's books in the home. It's not, they, I can't remember. I mean, this was years ago I read that book. But it, they did all kinds of studies to decide if it was because they read more books at night or more books were sent home. But it actually was the parents' attitude toward books. And so they found that the kids who are more successful in the learning to read process, the parents owned more books in the house. And so that was something that really impacted me at the time of when I was developing these packets because it just I just wanted to get these games into the home because they found that because they owned these books, the kids were more successful. So I felt like if I sent home these packets, the parents would own these games to play with their kids. So one thing that I've noticed that your son does <laughs> is... Um, and at my school, they, they send home one book a night from the the, at the, in the library. There's a guided reading mm -hmm. library. And these fairies from the community come in every day and get these books ready for the kids. And so the kids take home a book, one book a day and then bring it back the next day and then take a book home and then bring it back for um, four days a mm -hmm. week. And I noticed that your son brought home a bag of books. Mm -hmm. A bag of five books. To read. And he had, yeah, a bag of five books to read for the week. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, oh my gosh, it's the same thing as the homework packets. All of a sudden, it's respecting parents' time. And you have all week to practice these five books. And if he's a fast and reader, he can read them multiple times. And if yeah, we're having a slow week, says, then we'll read them all once the morning they're due. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because that's how really it is. And, you know, research says that if a child truly is going to learn how to read, they need to read the material at least three times to become uh, fluent readers of that one book. And so if it's coming home just once a week or one night... You know, I've got parents that I'm sure that they just hurry and have them read that one time and sign it and send mm -hmm. it back. I have other parents who, you know, never mm -hmm. sign the paper and I never see the book <laughs> again. <laughs> but I feel I really like how your school does the five books a week. I, I, I thought that really... was a good idea, too. As a parent, I appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always appreciate things that respect my time. 
if anybody wants to try out your monthly homework packets, they are available online and you people can check them out at kindergartenkiosk.com. And if you'd like to try um, one of the packets for free, how about our September packet that's all about mm. football? It's one of my favorite packets still. It's the very first one we developed. And so if you go to our Squarespace store. If you go to kindergartenkiosk.com, click on the tab that says store, and then click on homework packets, you will see all of the homework packets there. And if you click on the September one, which is all about football, and then when you're checking out, put in the code football, <laughs> <laughs> then um, it will be free. The dollar amount will go to zero when you check out. And we all like free. Free is good. Free, yay. Everybody mm -hmm. loves free. Before we go, Mom, how about you give us a shout out to one of your affiliates? One of my favorite affiliates, ESGI, their motto is click, click, done, because it is assessments made so simple. And they have assessments for pre-K through first grade. If you go to ESGISoftware.com and enter the code B7227, it will save you $40 if you decide to change your turn your free 60-day trial into a full year And you license. probably will because I they're send, awesome. <laughs> I can't say enough about ESGI. All right, well, thanks, Mom, for talking about homework today. We'd like to thank bensound.com for our music, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can write us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com. Bye, Mom. Bye, Lindsay. Go do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's E-D-U podcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?